You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey. Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board to talk about the Minnesota Wild once again today. Well, you've kind of had an up and down type of week. Um, Ending positively, starting sloppy, and getting chewed out by their coach, and then finally waking up. I, I don't know, kind of a mess, but at least the Wild won three out of five. Instead of four games, it's five games. So three and two record in a five-game stretch. Sorry, I wasn't able to record on the weekend. It's just one of those things. Um, I almost should have recorded on Saturday, but it just it is what it is. I apologize for that. So here we are. We start off as we start to review five games. We'll preview only two to wrap up the month of October already, which is insane. Uh, Tuesday, October the 18th, the Minnesota Wild hosted the Los Angeles Kings, who were without Jonathan Quick in net, and I figured the Wild would put Darcy Kemper in net because Bruce Boudreaux has been very uh, anal about, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to have more of a rotation with the goalies, not meaning that uh, Dubnik isn't going to get the majority because he is. It's just that we're not going to just be Dubnik, Dubnik, Nubnik forever, which is something I talked about earlier in the season. And yes, Dar- Darcy Kemper did start, and he's had not, uh, much success against the LA Kings in his past, particularly his first victory years ago. Just a beautiful effort by Darcy Kemper. I remember him winning in the shootout. I still remember that about two, three years, three years ago already. That's crazy. Um, well, he gave up a goal right away to Tanner Pearson, and it's like, oh, here we go again. Devin Dubnik, here we go again. Or Devin Dubnik, pardon me. <laughs> Darcy Kemper We're giving up an early goal. It's like, here comes the floodgates, folks. But luckily for the while, the floodgates went in the other direction. Because the L.A. goalie isn't so great either, that being Jeff Zutkoff. Peter Budage, that's a name we've heard about. He stopped the final nine shots of the game later on after Zutkoff gave up, that's right, five goals to the Minnesota Wild. Gotta love that. Of course, the six goals in empty netter, we'll talk about that in a second. But it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful. Uh, sloppy, but hey, six goals is pretty cool. Nice little stat pattern, isn't it? As we open up the scoring here... <laughs> For the Wild, only about, gosh, oh, less than a minute later, Eric Halla scores his first goal of the season. This is the third line. Unfortunately, Halla would get injured later on here during the week, so you don't see him anymore. But a newcomer 
for the wild that uh, has generated some extreme positivity and uh, it's got me so excited. Uh, Niederreiter and Pominville, literally the whole third line just kicking butt here. They scored multiple goals in this game. They score again later at the end of the first period to wrap things up with only 12 seconds remaining. Pominville, his first of the year. Hollis first assist. Uh, Coyle on the power play. It's been really cool seeing him out there. Uh, Suter's still been on the power play, but at least he's generating rebounds and that's the key. Uh, in this case, though, Coyle nailing a, a power play goal second of the year. Koivu got his first goal of the year. Polkanen was able to nail one late in the second. That was awesome. The Kings had two more on Darcy Kemper in the third period. And then Jared Spurgeon, after multiple attempts to clear the puck, got it in the net for his first goal of the year. And then he also will miss time, which you think that's doomed for the Wild. And in some ways it kind of was. But a fun little game here. Um, This one's like a while ago now, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it uh, other than it was a fun game. For it was a fun game on the scoring side of things. Nice to see that there was a backup goalie there that wasn't really up to the challenge, and the Kings fall to 0-3 at the time. Fun, fun little stat cutter for the Wild, and that's great news. And then the Wild come in to play against Austin Matthews, hosting him, sellout crowd, Thursday, October the 20th, which ended up being a 3-2 victory for the Wild, getting them up to 3-1, keeping us feeling really good. Uh, scoreless first period. You see, um, Toronto's Definitely, Toronto's definitely a lot tighter defense than they used to be in the past. Before, they would just lose games 4-1. to one. They wouldn't score, and they wouldn't stop anybody, and it would just continue in that direction. But things definitely improving under Babcock over there in Toronto. Eric Stahl netting two goals in this one. Very cool. A two-goal performance, getting a second and third. One in the mid-third period, one in the mid-second period. Like, literally right in the middle there. Uh, top line, of course, really playing well together. Parisi pretty much racking up the assist, but can't seem to score, and that is where the frustration for him started because it was definitely a record for him. Uh, the latest he'd ever started a season to get his first goal was the third game of the season. It took till the fifth game for Mr. Parisi. Actually, into the sixth game. I apologize. This is the fifth game already against Toronto. Nope, fourth game. I'm going crazy. I apologize. Fourth game in this case. Uh, you were hoping he'd score against uh, New Jersey, and that wouldn't be the case. This is the fourth game, of course. Uh, Zach Dalby, who's been the fourth-line center, he's, well, he's putting he's putting points up. He's got three points already at this stage. First goal of the season from Nita Ryder and Brodeen in that one. Cool. Uh, Parisi and Coyle continuing to rack up points along the way as well. Suter's actually leading the team in points at this stage. A 7-7 seven, seven in six games. Really cool to see him continuing. Uh, a good start for the season, at least on the point side of things. Other side we're going to get to, though, against New Jersey, which drew a big ire of Boos Brudeau. Okay, let's just say Boudreau. That sounds better. <laughs> but hey, like here we go. We're feeling good. Boy, the coach is really getting getting these guys to win games. Sure, there's a little sloppiness, but hey, you know, we're winning games. Things are great. And then things get real interesting. Saturday, October the 22nd. Okay, the interesting probably wasn't the word for this game, though. Um, every time the Wild play New Jersey, they, they, it's like they always lose, and it's so frustrating. This is in Prudential Center in New Jersey. And there it is, in Newark, New Jersey, that is. Oh, boy. Mm, this was one that just drove you crazy. Uh, Eric Sinek gets his NHL debut. They finally uh, cleared up everything with immigration, all that, and now he's with the Wild. He scored a, He actually had cleared it up the day, uh, like day before or so, with the Iowa Wild. Played one game with them, just to get something going, to get his feet wet, and he scores. 
How cool is that? Scores against scores with the Iowa Wild comes to the NHL first game ever, fourth line center at that stage, along with uh, Dolpe and Zucker. Not a bad line, actually, to be quite honest. He was playing center, believe it or not, even though you could say Dolpe is a center too. Uh, there was some shuffling going on. Of course, Eric Halla out. Actually, Dolpe went up to third line for that game, which is kind of weird. But there, there it is. Uh, Eric's a neck. First game ever, fourth line center, kind of crashes the net and forces the puck in, and it goes in. It's not the prettiest thing you ever saw. A nice little pass again from Zucker from behind, and Dol- and uh, Dolpe. Uh, Erickson Eck forcing it in. Again, crashing the net, getting the puck past a very good goalie, by the way, who replaced an even better goalie in the past. Uh, Corey Schneider doing very well on this one, stopping 28 of 29 shots. The Wild end up losing 2-1. Devin Dubnik was admirable the whole game. He shut the, the the Devils out for the longest time, stopping one play after another. And then Parento just kind of basically attacks the net after a turnover and just uh, does a very quick wrister, forces it past Dubnik, and it's a tie game. And you just kind of knew what was coming after that. Eight minutes remaining, kind of a heartbreaker. You saw the look on Boudreaux's face. Not a pissed off, just more of like, a, oh, hmm, here we go. That's great. <laughs> And then, of course, right away in overtime, the Devils have a breakaway. Suter and Koivu decide to make a switch, which is something you're not supposed to do in that situation. And Bruce, Bruce, Bruce see, there I go again. I needed to say Boudreaux. Boudreaux definitely went on the attack after this one. Uh, Taylor Hall, yep, that's right. Taylor Hall, formerly of the Edmonton Oilers, in that big trade for Larson in the offseason. I wish Taylor Hall was on the wild, but at least we have Erickson Eck now, right? <laughs> hey, you never know with this guy, how, how he's going to continue. Certainly not an explosive player is Erickson Eck, but he just does a lot of good intangible things, and he finds a way to either get the puck in the net or help somebody else get the puck in the net. And that's the goal of the uh, of hockey. I mean, plain and simple. Put the puck in the net, like ABC, right? ABCD, yeah, you get the idea. But another ABC thing that, again, drew the ire of Boudreaux. I've got to stop saying Bruce from now on because it's just a tongue twister. Um, Taylor Hall going to the net with uh, Adam Henrique. Adam Henrique. Koiva was on Henrique. Taylor Hall was being... Uh, was being guarded or whatever you want to say. Defended, defended by Ryan Suter. Suter switches over to Adam Henrique for whatever reason. Next thing you know, Taylor Hall's open. Suter's kind of flailing at him and Taylor Hall scores just half a second, half a minute into overtime. And that was it. New Jersey gets the two points. The Wild got one. Yay, yay. But the Wild probably should have came out of this thing with two in regulation. But it's just, it's one of those things. Defensive breakdowns at the strangest time. And that's just Ryan Suter, and you saw this all last season. And it's nice to see Bruce Boudreaux not being afraid to call out Suter and Koivu in that play. These are two guys that have done this type of thing forever. Just as good as they are, just little intangible things that turn into huge things that change the whole game and you lose. Uh, Boudreaux, not afraid to call them out, and and, and that's good. Um, it seemed like with Torchetti, if, when, he, when he called them out, they would just kind of just turn against him, which was bullcrap. And Mike Yo would never call anybody out unless they're a rookie. Oh, he would really call him out then. Oh, oh, you can't do that. You know, this is the NHL. You can't do that. You know. But then he'd never call out uh, Suter. He'd just say he was gassed. Oh, you know, Suter, Suter was gassed on that play. Again, like I'd say a million times, Suter should never be gassed, particularly in overtime. That is ridiculous. You got to be smarter than that. Um, the Wilds, extra period, they stuck in it. And it's just been, it's been going on forever. Hopefully Boudreaux can 
<laughs> right that ship once and for all. Um, but it's good to, again, good to hear Boudreaux call out Suter and Koyva on that play. He said, you're, you, you're not supposed to switch. You need to just simply stay on your man. And yes, <laughs> obviously I agree with that. It's quite simple there. Because once you switch, there's confusion. Who's got who? And bada-bing, bada-boom, New Jersey wins the game on Saturday, October the 22nd. A very disappointing uh, turn of events there. But it looked like, again, the Wild were shutting him out. Dubnik was playing great. And he deserves a lot of credit considering how well he's been in the net. He did well against Toronto. He did very well against New Jersey. And then last night, Tuesday the 25th, fantastic. Um, We'll get to the New York Islanders game first. I just, I knew... Darcy Kemper would be in net again because it's a back-to-back situation. Is he going to go against New Jersey or against the Islanders? Well, maybe it shouldn't have been the Islanders because they're a little bit higher scoring club. And every time we play them, it's like something like this. It's either a crazy 5-4 to four game or 6-3 to three or 5-1. to one. It's one of those, so to speak. Sometimes the Wild win in a sloppy goal-scoring fest or they get destroyed in a goal-scoring, semi-goal-scoring fest. Luckily, the Wild were able to get three goals. Yeah, luckily, they were able to get three goals in this game. Um, But uh, the Islanders got six. Isn't that great? (laughs) So basically, we're the reciprocal of the Los Angeles Kings game. Um, Darcy Kemper looking like a backup goalie in this game. Um, Yeah, what the hell? And the good part is, again... Well, Darcy Kemper was just Mr. Uh, Clichéometer at the end of the game. He basically came out, kept saying, "Oh, you know, just uh, one of those things where the puck went, went up in the back of the net." Um, oh, you know, it's just again another game and uh, stop the. You know, sometimes you try to stop it. Sometimes the puck just ends up in the back of the net. Yeah, it's good that you're even keel, but the puck's not supposed to wind up in the back of the net, especially not six times. Now, of course, five of them were earned. The fifth, the sixth one was John Tavares. Again. uh Sliding the puck down the ice for an open netter. And very simple there. That was his third goal of the season. He scored much earlier. Zach Parisi finally ending his drought in the second period. Looked like things were going to be fine when Kemper was stopping all the... the, uh, Stopped 11 Islanders shots in the first period. Looked like, okay, cool, Kemper. Sharp. There we go. He'll he'll be better than he was in the Kings game. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. But Parisi ended his drought, scored his first goal of the season in his fifth point of the season. So he quietly had been doing very well. Actually, fourth point at this stage. But I need to get his second goal. That's Zach Crazy for you. So there was his fifth point later on in the second period. A very crazy second period. Again, Parisi scoring from Dumba. Uh, getting close to the net. Finishing on a Dumba shot. Gotta love that. Finally ending the drought. Sixth game of the season. Parisi getting his second one there on the second line. Parisi moved down to the second line, not as a demotion, because basically top six, is it doesn't really matter. If you're in the top six, you're still, yeah, you know, it's no demotion. Down to the third line, I would consider a demotion. Fourth line is an extreme demotion. Um, But, uh, yeah, Granlin, Koiva, Parisi, that line did a very good job, and they scored two goals in this one, luckily for the Wild. Niederreiter moved up to the top line in Parisi's spot on the left side. Huh. Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess, I, I guess it's for physical play or something, maybe just to try to change Parisi's luck or chemistry, whatever it is. But Ed Parisi has played very well with Granlin in the past, and he's got a, he's got an unbelievable amount of time with Koivu in the past. So it's cool to see Granlin and Koivu together, because obviously Granlin moving to the wing. And they were able to, again, get two goals in the game. The top line, the semi-top line, Stahl and Niederreiter scoring much later just to make it 5-3. to three. 
But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I mean, it was one soft goal after another. Tavares, Calvin DeHaan, Johnny Boychuk, Johnny Boychuk, <laughs> Thomas Hickey, and then again Tavares. Uh, Alan Queen, that was a really bad one. Queen, that was a really bad goal. Um, the Wild were in the game, down 3-2. to two. Things were still hanging in. I mean, things were still very much in doubt after Parisi made it 3-2 to two, midway, mid to late in the second period. But then, just terrible. It was a terrible performance by Darcy Camper. He got beat time and time again in this one. And after the Thomas Hickey goal, it was just like, get him out of there. But again, the Wild, <laughs> Boudreaux, they had just left him in there anyway because, it, I don't know, I mean, it just was what it was. I mean, Dubnik needs rest, in, and that's the whole key. That's why you have Kemper in there, for one. But also, you want to believe that Kemper can be better than that. Uh, Thomas Grace, Grease, Grease, I keep calling him Grice, but Grease was uh, all right. He was all right. I thought the Wild were going to beat him. I mean, yet another backup because Halak is hurt, and he was bad in his first start. Just a struggle for him. Another backup. It's just crazy how many of these backups we want, we've been running into, other than Corey Schneider, who was awesome with uh, New Jersey. He's a legitimate starter in the league, and he was a backup behind the greatest goalie ever, or second greatest goalie ever, or whatever. Um, but Kemper, yeah, just lousy. And they were talking about that after the game in the press conference, and Boudreaux was simply like, it has to stop. I mean, Darcy Kemper giving up these top goals, and so many of them. It has to stop. And he's like, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but it has to stop. And there it is. Boudreaux, again, calling out a player, regardless if they're a veteran, they're young, old, they're, 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 uh, Mental psyche is weak. It's strong. You, you you have to expect more out of these players if you're going to get more. And Bruce Boudreaux has has uh, been making that point, and that's good. And I really appreciate what he's been doing. And I, I can see a turnaround coming in a big way. And luckily, the Wild were able to turn things around dramatically. Tuesday, October the 25th, after two days off, Oh yeah, five to nothing victory for the Minnesota Wild over the Boston Bruins. Just an absolute old-fashioned butt kicking, and it was so much fun. Um, it's sad that Erickson Eck didn't, didn't get a point in the uh, in his second game of his career, but you can't get a point in every game, right? Uh, Coyle though has factored in something throughout the way. He got a point. He got an assist in the uh, previous game against the Islanders. Coyle has just been a consistent. Strong player for the Wild. The first period, not very eventful. And had Supon's younger brother in there. Boston only mustering five shots on goal. The Wild only eight. It got it was a it was a boring period, but Dubnik sharp when he needed to be throughout the entire way, and he deserves a lot a lot of applause. I mean, Dubnik has been outstanding, and this is how the Wild can become a division leader this season if Dubnik can keep this up. He stopped all twenty-seven shots by Boston. It wasn't the scariest thing you ever saw, but it certainly wasn't the worst. Uh, Malcolm Subban out there was, well, strong in the first period, kind of. He stopped eight shots, but then the aggression turned on. It's like, okay, it's 0-0, great. That way to clamp things down, but let's put the puck at the back of the net to steal a line from Darcy Kemper. And Coyle was able to do that, uh, finishing a shot, a, a turnaround shot. It was a beauty. It was kind of a spinorama from further away, and Subban just wasn't ready for it. It wasn't the classic spin-a-rooney where, or spin-around, wrap-around, as they say, from back to the back of the net. He was already in front of the net, but the puck kind of was kind of scooted out there, and he finished it, and it was a beauty. 
Third goal of the season for Coyle. And man, remember one year? It was like January, no, December-ish, when Coyle finally got his second goal of the year. It was unbelievable. That was just two years ago. Coyle already three goals this season. And keep it up. Keep them coming. Charlie Coyle, very cool. One of the leaders on this team now. Um, one of these days you're going to see an A. You might even see a C on that jersey. As Coyle showing a little bit of leadership out there along with his strength. And, and just leading by example. He doesn't necessarily need to be the most vocal guy in the world. It's not like Koivu is all the time, even though he can be when he needs to be, and good for him there. Um, Niederreiter has been racking up the points now that he's on that top line with Eric Stahl, and Stahl getting only a second assist of the season because he's been scoring goals instead. His fifth point, uh, Coyle's just continuing. He's got a six points already. Strong start to the season for him. Niederreiter, again, I mean, it's like you send Parisi down to the second line again, which is still top six. You bring Niederreiter all the way up to the top line from the third, and you know, due to injuries and such, you know, because Eric Halla, uh, Eric Zanek moves up to the third line against the New York Islanders, and again, against Boston, with Zucker still out, still no Jared Spurgeon, unfortunately, which last year was just doom. It was doom on a platter for the Wild. Um, Eric Zanek just... You know, he, he does so many intangible things. He's good in the wall. He knocks the puck away. He wraps people up. He just took the puck away and flo- floated it out <laughs> to Zucker and then over to Stewart, and he finished it. It was just a beautiful thing, and I, I was so happy. Um, that third line, third line, because Zucker's on it now, it's been strong. Uh, these guys have done a good job together. Chris Stewart, Eck, uh, Eck, Erickson, Eck, and Zucker, really strong in this game. They they account for two goals. Uh, Suter ultimately was able to get an assist in the other one rather than... Uh, Stewart, but that's okay. Stewart getting a second goal of the season. He's got four points already, which is really crazy for a guy who only had 20 last year and like 20 the year before. Nice to see the former second-round pick of the Colorado Avalanche really stepping up. It's nice to see. But again, just doing intangible things and setting Zucker up to set up Stewart. It was it was awesome. Um, really appreciate what you see out of uh, Ak. He, he just sets, he puts the puck to the right guy who can set up the goal scorer and Fantastic. Uh, good, good play. Again, good pass by Zucker, who's showing more ability than just scoring goals. He's also able to, to set people up as well. Zucker with two points in this one. Suter on the power play, able to power it past, believe it or not, or just kind of kind of get it past Sufan. It wasn't the most powerful shot ever, but it was quick, and that's the key with Suter. More of a quickness. Uh, Dunlin, uh, Granlund and Dumba assisting there. And again, those are two guys you love to see on the power play. Because Dumba's powerful shot, though his goal, though he he didn't get a goal in this one, but still factoring in on the goal at least, <laughs> Granlin also as well. Nice to see those guys on the power play with Suter instead of just the classic Koivu Parisian. Well, Pominville, yeah, I don't think he's going to be play, doing a whole lot of power play time anymore, though he does once in a while. Uh, Erickson Eck just sliding it out after Suter kind of got, kind of basically had the puck to uh, Erickson Eck, in a sense. Erickson Eck had to fight for it, earned it, scooted it out to Zucker, who finished his first goal of the season. Eck, just, it was the prettiest little thing. It was just, it was a scramble for the puck, and Eck just able to just tip it out. Just a beautiful play to Zucker. And three points for Erickson Eck, or four points, actually, for Erickson Eck along the way, as he was able to get his third assist to Jason Hommenville uh, late in the third period to make it 5 nothing. Uh, Eck with three points in this game, three assists. He's got four points in in, five, in, in in three games already. 
Boy, he, he might be one of the rookies of the year candidate already. And it's absolutely fantastic. Zucker with his fourth assist along the way with Pominville as well. Pominville playing with Eck and Zucker. I get these lines mixed up, but then again, they get shuffled all the time during the game. Pominville playing with Eck and Tucker. Zucker, I just called him Tucker, sorry. Eck and Zucker on the third line in that case, getting his second goal of the season. So nice to see Commonville factor again. A five-goal performance. No empty netters needed, of course, because it was such a blowout. The Wild thoroughly romped on this Boston Bruins team. They were stopping shots. They were finishing, and Dubnik was strong. Just very strong along the way, especially in that second period when the game was still very much in doubt. And Boston had multiple chances in that period, but Dubnik has been fantastic. So far this season, I'm very, very pleased. Uh, other than the the, the uh, St. Louis game, pardon me, where Dubnik was nothing special. He's been very strong after that, ever since then. And I couldn't be happier with Dubnik so far this season. His goals against average is um, only about two goals a game so far. Uh, he has really stepped it up compared to, compared to last season. I mean, okay, sure, he started fairly well last year. Uh, save percentage about 93. He's already got a shutout on the year. Wonderful. Uh, 2.01 goals against average for Devin Dubnik thus far. Great news for the Wild, and hopefully he can keep that up. Keep it to maybe 2.2 tops. Well, that would be really, really something if he was able to keep it that low. Um, Quayle's got five points on the season. I, I get them all mixed up. Zucker's got five points, four assists already. Just wonderful. Uh, great to see. Uh, lots of guys with fives. Zach Parisi even has five. He was kind of the leading scorer coming in, but then Suter adding a couple assists to take over. And then Zucker and others catching up. I mean, even Brodeen has four points on the season, but Joel Erickson act four points on the season. How cool is that? That is just freaking cool. <laughs> Erickson act four points in three games. Fun. Um, nice to see the Wild step up and respond to a pissed-off head coach, Boudreau. Um, that's what it's all about right there. I mean, you got to stay tough. you gotta, you got to do intangibles. you got to use common sense. And look what happens. Look what happens. You go out there and kick some butt. Um, no Tuco Rask in net? Sure, just go ahead and take advantage of it. Uh, Supan did not play well in his first game. <laughs> was not good in his first game in the net a year ago. Take advantage of it, and the Wild did. There it is. Five goals, but then on the other side, zero goals allowed. Just against a, a still pretty good Boston team who's had their ups and downs the past year or two. Maybe their coach is going to be in trouble as things kind of starting to snowball there. They're 500 to start out the season at 3-3. Three and three. Kind of is what it is. I kind of like the Bruins because I like everything about Boston sports. You know, I, I like all of them. I've mentioned that in the past on this show and others. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that Boudreaux was kind of in trouble at the end of last year for no real good reason other than not getting past the National Predators, I suppose. Uh, there it is. Uh, there it is. Respond to this big coach, this big name coach who knows what he's talking about. And there's your result. You just go out there and stomp somebody on the road. Great. Uh, the Wild success rate against Boston has been kind of everywhere. Uh, the last time the Wild played the Boston Bruins, they didn't even show up to play. They lost 3-1 to one at home in a snooze vest. And Mike Yo knew his fate in that game. You saw it on his face. In the press conference, he looked like... He'd been shot. I mean, it was, yeah, he was done. And he knew he was done. Um, he was going to, he was literally, he had tears in his eyes. He, he knew it was over. Um, at least he knew it was about a 90% chance it was over. And uh, quite the, quite, the, quite a storyteller when you see the situation here. When Boudreaux took the reins of this team and then you beat the Bruins on the road instead of at home. Huh, five to nothing.
There it is. That pretty much sums it up. So a fun five games, kind of. Uh, Kind of. The New York game was disgusting. The New Jersey game was good, but the mistake late was just the same old garbage we've seen the last few years from Studer. He's a good player, but once in a while he does things that just make you want to puke. And there it was again. Along with Quavo, two guys that know what they're doing. They're captains. They've been very successful in this league for many years, and they make plays like that that just make you cringe. You just can't believe what you're seeing. And I don't think Boudreaux could, could believe it either. So there it was. 4-2 uh, record for the Wild. Hanging on right now. They would be in the playoffs today, which is nice to know. <laughs> it's, a, it's always a good thing. Uh, first place in the Central Division, actually, believe it or not, with a tie. But first place in the Central Division. That's where we'd like to be, but at least let's get to third Let's at least get to third. Let's stay out of that wild card crap if we could. I would just be very happy if uh, the Wild were able to stay the heck out of that. Uh, That would be good news. So let's test out the awards for the week. The Mike Madonna Award for the week, at least since the last show. It's been about a week, a little longer. Joel Erickson Ekman, I mean, four points in his first first three games in the NHL and showing the intangibles that you're dying to see. And this team, you've seen a wave of young players come in. Here and there, now you got another wave. I mean, you saw the Zuckers, the Coils, the the Brodines, the Niederreiters, and the Grandland, of course, come in. And they provided a spark. But it's like you never got a vibe. Like, here it is. This guy is going to... This is a big possibility here. This guy might end up really being good. You're seeing 40-point seasons out of the Niederreiters, the Coils, and uh, Granlin so far. 40, maybe 50 if you're lucky. Uh, Eric Hall is another one who was kind of a, a surprise at the seventh round. You wish uh, Gravelock could be that, but he hasn't been. We'll talk about him in the second uh, segment. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but now you have a guy in Eric Zanek who, you know, he's not Gabrick-like. He's not explosive. He's not going to go out there and score 40 goals necessarily. But he does a lot of things that make you smile. And he's putting... The, he's helping, he's, he's either putting the puck in that in himself with that physical, he's a strong physical player who just he has a lot of intelligence to his game. He's good with the stick. He's attacking where he needs to. This guy, to me, is going to stay in the NHL from here on. Um, if, if they send him back to juniors, they're making a terrible mistake to juniors, to, to Europe, pardon me. <laughs> that would be a terrible mistake back to uh, Sweden. Terrible. Um, Joel Eriksson should stay in the NHL. Provided some type of huge, you know, slump that takes over because, you know, rookie slump, so to speak, that takes over. Rookie wall. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. He, he just, he gets to the puck. He's not afraid to get dirty, as they say. And he sets people up when he needs to. And he, and you, you know he's going to have a scoring knack as he continues to get better and better, stronger, more confident. Gotta love what Eric Zanek is doing out there. Uh, he absolutely deserves it. I'm going to give a co-Mike Madonna award to Charlie Coyle, who continues to show up every night. Every single night, Charlie Coyle shows up, and he has been wonderful. Uh, Suter's got seven points, but there's no way he's going to get it. It's nice that he's putting the points on the board. That's good. That's wonderful. But you see mistakes out of the guy on occasion, and that one that helped cost us the game. There's no way he's going to get a Mike O'Donnell award. But good on him for leading the team in scoring in the first seven games. I'm getting my math all screwed up. Pardon me for that when I was saying six games. It's seven already. Wow, that went fast. Um, good job, though, for Ryan Schroeder. He's on a pace for 82 points. The odds of that happening slim, but maybe he'll get 60 if this team continues to play strong. And that's that's wonderful to see. Um, Coyle and Eck, though. Eric's and Eck. Uh, Coyle providing leadership, consistency, and Eriksson Ek showing, showing 
this team that he belongs in this league doing, again, intangible plays that any NHL coach would love from a from a 19-year-old. Just, whew, how can you not love the guy? Keep, keep it up, Joel Erickson. Great job. Great, great job. Uh, the James Stepper Memorial is definitely going to go to Darcy Kemper. I mean, he's stinks so far. Four goals against average so far. Save percentage, 87, and it looked worse than that. I mean, it, it just giving up softies. Putting your team behind the eight ball. I mean, you you you, you know when you're down five to three, five to two on the road like that, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed against a, a high scoring team like the New York Islanders, and that's what Kemper did. Um, luckily, well, he he gave up three goals against LA, but luckily we were up to the task that night because the Kings not up to the task in that on the other side. The Kings seem to be. I'm beginning to think their ship has sailed. Uh, they got their two Stanley Cups, and it was fantastic. I think their ship has sailed. Um, this is probably it for them. I think they're going to take their two Stanley Cups, and it's going to if they're going to the next time they win a Stanley Cup, it'll be with a completely different group of players. Maybe, maybe at the end of Jonathan Quick's career, maybe much later. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's over for that particular group of LA Kings, <clears throat> including Marion Gabrick, who talk about his ship sailed. That thing is that thing, and you can't even see the ship anymore. It's out in the middle of the ocean now. Um, sorry, Marion, but <laughs> yeah. His ship is sailed. He's been hurt too many times. And talk about damaged goods. It's like there's just nothing left for that guy anymore. He was just a, almost a nobody, almost a ghost last season. Speaking of Halloween, almost a ghost last season for the Kings after an MVP-like playoff performance the year before. Fun, fun, uh, fun rebound last night after a couple of frustrating losses. And the Wild come out of it, leading the <laughs> leading the Central Division, believe it or not, which is funny. Uh, it's nice to be in first place in October. Let's try to stay at least close to first place the rest of the way. That would be just absolutely awesome. I would be dancing. <laughs> I'd be so freaking happy. So there you go. We'll be back to preview just a couple games to wrap up the month of October. Check in on the Iowa Wild. A teeny tiny bit of fan interaction on Facebook. And we'll wrap things up. Segment number two, some previews, Iowa Wild checkup, and fan interaction. Fun little segment coming up for you right here, right now. Thursday, October the 27th, the Minnesota Wild head to Buffalo, New York to play the Buffalo Sabres, a team we've had much success against in the past. And, of course, last year when you saw the Wild lose to the Buffalo Sabres, you knew Mike Yo was screwed. So thank you, Buffalo, I guess, for kind of helping push that through get it over with, I guess. <laughs> Isn't that mean to say? Just terrible. Uh, Buffalo Sabres back to not playing so well so far this season. They're, they're down in the dumps, unfortunately for them. Stuck in last place after after five games, so they haven't had as many as somebody else out there. Only uh, four points on the season. Two overtime losses been snake bit of late. One and two in regulation. Robert Lehner, who's most Robin Lehner, who's most likely going to be a net against the Wild, is giving up about three goals a game. Save percentage eighty nine. Anders Nielsen, who's given up a little bit less and a much stronger save percentage, he faced a lot of shots 
in the single game he played, but again, lost in overtime for him. Well, maybe that's who we'll say. Shoot, Ho- hopefully not, because he did a heck of a job, actually, <laughs> to be quite honest. Those are good good numbers for him along the way. He stopped 70, uh, 38 of 41 shots in that single game that they lost. Ryan O'Reilly leading the Buffalo Sabres in scoring thus far. Kyle Oposo tied for second on the team in scoring with Matt Molson. Ha! Matt Molson. That's that's rich, isn't it? <laughs> God, Matt Molson. Well, four points for him in six games. I mean, good on him, I guess. I mean, yay. Uh, glad to see Matt Molson doing a little better. Uh, our, our old, the guy we traded away a while ago. Where is he? Where is he? Johan Larson. I just saw him. There he is. Two, two points so far in five games. So good for him, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't miss him too much, I suppose. Not the worst trade ever. Not the well. No, it was a bad trade. It was it was for Matt Molson, um, but whatever. Uh, that was actually the Pominville trade. Pardon me. Um, certainly hasn't been what a lot of people thought. A second round pick for the Wild. There's been a, quite a few for Fletcher that haven't done a whole lot. But luckily, there've been other pieces along the way that have shown up a bit later rounds. And of course, most of the first round picks have been at least adequate. You know, you don't have the Colton Gillies, Tyler Kumas. And AJ Thielen, okay, I'll stay off that rant for now. Um, the Wilds should win this game. Hudson Fashing's the other one. That's who I was thinking about. Uh, the former Gopher. He's only been in three games so far. Minus one on the season. No points whatsoever. Nice little prospect for the Buffalo Sabres. Wouldn't mind having him with the Wild. But I remember he scored in his first game like Erickson Eck. So far this year, nothing going Watch him score against the Wild, though. Just watch. That's probably what is going to happen. Or, or like a Kyle Oposo, who the Wild would have liked to got, have gotten, but wanted way too much money. Just like uh, the other guy that uh, wasn't available last night. <laughs> that being David Backus. Unavailable last night. And that's another reason why you probably don't want to give David Backus a whole lot of money because, well, where where was he? You know, they, 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 they could have used him last night, couldn't they? You know, defense, leadership, physical play. Kind of hard to do that when you're not on the ice, you know, not on the ice. Not good, not good. Um, the Wilds should be able to beat the Buffalo Sabres, I think. With the way, with the momentum, they're, they're, they hopefully are going to be carrying from the Boston Bruins game just two days later against the Buffalo Sabres. I think the Wilds should be able to win that game. Um, Dubnik, I I don't know, do you want to risk putting Kemper in that? I suppose if you're going to put Kemper in net, I'd rather see him against Buffalo than against Dallas, even though the Dallas game is at home. I mean, the Dallas Stars? I don't really want to mess with that. I'm scared to death. So far, the Wild tied with St. Louis, leading the division in leading the division with nine points. Dallas, of course, and Chicago breathing down our back. A big surprise there. Down our neck, whatever the word is. Um, if you're going to start Kemper, I guess put him in against Buffalo. If. Ah, oh boy, I'm so scared. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo will. I mean, they do, but they do score. I mean, you got multiple guys at six. You got guys at four points, stuff like that. Um, four goals on the season for Matt Molson. I, I just can't believe it. No assists, four goals. He's leading the team in goals. Ryan O'Reilly scares me as well. He's been a valuable player for them. Buffalo Sabres eventually are going to kind of break loose. Um, you got Tyler Ennis, who's got a really nice future in this league, uh, along with other prospects that are going to be coming in. Johan Larson not being one of them, right? <laughs> Barring some type of shocker. Um, and, of course, the big free agent in Kyle Posto. But the Wilds should be able to win this one. I'm going to predict a 3-1 to one victory for the Wild in this game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, well, Joel Erickson Eck. <laughs> should I say it? Yeah, Joel Erickson Eck is going to get his second goal of the season against the Buffalo Sabres. The most likely guy to score for the Wild will be Joel Erickson Eck. How about that? 
Is that okay to say? With the run he's been on, why not? Um, why not? I'm going to say he's going to be the guy to score. The most likely guy. I know, it, it's just shots in the dark. It's just a fun little bit, I guess. It's just to see if I'll be right. Um, I missed those Zach Parisi's first goal by one game. Bummer. <laughs> Almost, right? Almost. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. Uh, Dallas Stars, though. Division rival. We know uh, the team that left us because Norm Green's a bastard. They are 3-2 and two on the season. Seven points in tied for third, I guess, with Chicago. Yeah, it is what it is. Only because Minnesota and St. Louis are tied for first. That type of thing. Dallas Stars, a team that a lot of people could see winning the Western Conference. At least getting the conference finals against a Chicago, against a St. Louis, uh, against Minnesota. No, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And hopefully the Wild would win that. But, uh, boy, uh, that's that'd be a tough uh, tough one, though, to be quite honest. I'd be a little worried. Dallas Stars, boy. Mm. How did the Wild fare in this one? This is again Saturday, October the 29th to wrap up the month. So far leading the way for the Dallas Stars is Devin Shore. Devin Shore with <laughs> one goal, five assists, Tyler Sigan and Jamie Benn still leading the way. Luckily for them, neither one of them injured because it seems like one of them is out all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Jamie Benn has just been a star in this league. He's continuing to emerge for this team. Luckily, the star's not up to the greatest start ever, but, well, you know, um, well, it's still possible. Kerry Lettinen playing better so far. He's been good in that to start the season, though. Don't get too excited about it. He's mediocre. Ante Niemi's been nothing special. If he's in net, I predict the Wild would win that one. Kerry Lettinen, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, the Wild have not had a whole lot of success against him. He's averaging a, more than a goal a game less than Niemi at this stage. Three goal, uh, three games for Niemi, four games for Kerry Lettinen. Lettinen actually had to get replaced in one game, if you can believe it, and Niemi did not uh, help matters at all. <laughs> uh, that's good. Good. You like to see the Stars lose. Um, all the players still there. The players, all the same names, no big losses. Patrick Sharp is still there. Not really factoring in the scoring, but he's physical and a pain in the ass. Uh, Devin Shore, though, that's a guy who's been who's definitely emerged of late. He was a second-round pick in 2012. He's he's stepping it up. But, you know, another prospect for the Stars who only played three games last year. And now here he comes. Here he comes. He's he's on the scene. And, uh-oh, now they have three. Um, I don't know if he's as good as Ben and Stegen, but, boy. How, how will the Stars fare? Uh, how will the Wild fare against the Dallas Stars? Uh, can they get it done? Um, can the Wild go 2-0 and in this mini little stretch here? I say yes. I think the Wild can beat the Stars, and I hope they do, uh, in good faith. I'll say Zach Creasy will score a goal against the Stars, most likely. I think, uh, see, Devin Dubnik is going to be a net for this, and I think there's a 100% chance. If you see Darcy Kemper against the Stars, I don't know. I think that's a horrible mistake. Um, no way. Uh, Devin Dubnik, I think, will continue the momentum he's been on. And it's going to be a 4-2 victory for the start, for the Wild. I have a feeling they're going to put Niemi in there. I just have that funny feeling. But even if they don't, I think the Wild find a way to score in this one. 3-2 type of thing. And then an empty netter to wrap things up. 4-2 type of thing. You know, somebody like a suitor. Uh, if uh, if Jared Spurgeon comes back. Somebody like that. Brodeen. Somebody will get an empty netter. Maybe a Pominville skating down. You know, he get the idea. Same old. You know, you could just make up a name, couldn't you? For the most part. Uh, I like the Wilds' chances right now. I'm really excited about the momentum from uh, that Boston game. I mean, that's a great sign. That's why I have the Wild only giving up three goals in the two games. Um, even if Darcy Kemper's in net against Buffalo, I think he will respond, and I think the Wild will not hurt Kemper. They won't be giving up breaks against the Buffalo Sabres and the Stars. Not after the best start ever, 
It's just unfortunate, though. Now they have three stars to lead the way. That's the scary part. But I still think the Wild will win 4-2, to two, believe it or not, with Devin Dubnik standing on his head the way he has been so far this year. He'll give up two goals to the Dallas Stars in this one. Maybe Shore Stegen, whatever. You know, whatever it is. Maybe somebody crazy like Patrick Sharp will get his first goal this season. Whatever it is, I think the Wild will... I think the Wild will continue the momentum and they'll win both of these games and stay in first place. How about that? They'll have 13 points in nine games. That's awesome. That would be fantastic if the Wild were able to do that. Bruce Boudreaux is all about, you know, he's been all about winning division championships. I'm not necessarily predicting the Wild to do that, but (laughs) to be in the mix for it, absolutely. And there's no reason this team shouldn't be in the mix for it. They shouldn't that they shouldn't be a division leader. Like a lot of people coming in saying, "Oh no, the Wild are going to be the 8th seed." Why is that though? Why would they be the 8th seed? Uh, they underachieved last year. Dramatically underachieved and they quit on their coach. Parisi was injured. Uh Dubnik was not playing well. Brodeen was kind of invisible even though his defense is good. There was no offensive production whatsoever. Zucker was terrible. Halla wasn't good for the first half of the season and then he took off. Granlin was absolutely invisible the first half of the season and he took off. See, it's stuff like that. That's a lot of things to add and now you got Erickson Eck. I mean, why shouldn't the Wild be better this year? Why shouldn't they be? At least third place, man. I mean, why shouldn't the Wild be up there with the Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis's? Why shouldn't they be at least competing with them? Why should the Wild be worse than Nashville, Colorado, Winnipeg? Why should they be? Why should they be worse than one of them? Or all of them? That would be really bad. Uh, I think the Wild should be in the mix this season. And that would be great. Maybe you could see Dallas be one of the Wild Cards of Chicago. Not that that would mean a whole lot if Chicago was a Wild Card team. Because you know how they are. They, you know, regular season for show and playoff for dough. Hopefully the Wild can do both. Uh, that would be great. It'd be about freaking time, actually. So let's check in on the Iowa Wild. How about those guys? How are they doing down there, eh? You got so many new prospects down there. Alex Tuck with three assists in six games. That's decent. Uh, Sam Anas has not played the last three, unfortunately, with injury. Again, Erickson X scoring a goal at his first game. Mike Riley's been up and down. Unfortunately, he's down there again. Two games, one assist so far for him. Grayevac is uh, a red flag here. He did get a goal. That's good, so at least he scored a goal, but he's a minus 10, which is worst on the team. Minus 10 in, o- in only five games for Tyler Graylock. The team continues to stink down there, and that's frustrating. Um, Alex Daylock is not off to a good start down there. He's 1-4 in in the season, 4.28 goals against average. Man, oh man, oh man. And even Stephen Mahalik is not much better. He, he hasn't been much better, really, to be quite honest. Um, Staylock has been getting most of the starts. And he's not been card. And it's very disappointing for me. And I'm sure others as well. Uh, Gustav Olsson still stuck at the one goal in six games. Been quiet ever since. But at least, well, yeah, at least nothing. I mean, the defense hasn't been good. The goaltending, not so good. Iowa Wilds still suck right now. And that's a shame. Um, they're 1-4-1 one, and one so far on the season. Um, that's too bad. Oh, 2-4. Two, 2-4 two on the season. There's no one. Pardon me. Um, Jordan Schrader emerged after doing nothing. He's got a goal and two assists in just the last week, so that's nice. Adam Gilmore is still kind of one of the leaders down there. And Mario Lucia, back in the mix after missing the first two games, he's got a goal and two assists in four. That's good to see, but nobody's really standing out yet. Uh, It's just nice to see Tuck kind of putting a couple in there. And on a team when you have guys minus 10, minus 7, minus 3, minus 5, to see Alex Tuck a plus one, that's really encouraging, actually. The fact that he only has three assists along the way. And Mario Lucia also a plus one. 
That's wonderful to see. Uh, very encouraging for that. That's the most encouraging thing right now for me. Uh, Schrader's a minus five, despite producing a little bit more this past, this past week. So stuff like that. Uh, encouraging signs here and there, but still a team that's really struggling down there, despite some nice young prospects along the way. That's the frustrating side of things with the Iowa Wild. That's a two and four record, still kind of screwing around, but maybe things are still within reach of turning the whole season around. You never know. Mario Lachia may really step up. Um, he may be closer to the NHL than people think. It's nice to see him producing down there in the AHL. Very, very encouraging for me, to be quite honest with you. Uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play, right? <laughs> when it comes to the Iowa Wild. For the Facebook page, it is facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. For the Twitter account, at brave the wild. All of this will be in the show description. There is a phone line. It is 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling it for Brave the Wild. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question. All the above, and it'll be very much welcomed on board. The show, uh, I gave you the phone number. That'll also be in the description. Uh, there's multiple ways uh, to get uh, to get your voice on the show. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. So it connects to the, the phone number via Facebook Messenger, which could work for internationals out there. Australia, when you have... Uh, Benny Allen out there, you have uh, maybe Tanae Brown will call in. Who, who knows? Anybody. It could be anybody, somebody from Canada, whatever it is, somebody from Minnesota, maybe uh, <laughs> Drew Bunting over there in Northern Cal, the San Jose Sharks fan, and uh, our, our buddy, a uh, fellow Viking fan with Sebastian Balls. Somebody should call in. It'd be very much welcome on board. Um, the call now button, I just mentioned that. There's also the audio submission route. Send a audio submission from your cell phone by using a voice recorder to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com, PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. So on to the Facebook page. Uh, looking around here, mostly likes, and then there's a couple comments when I talked about the Boston game. Actually, it's uh, Drew Bunting when I was talking about the whipping the Wild put on the Boston Bruins and how excited I am about Erickson Eck and how they're responding to Bruce Boudreaux, once and for all, Drew Bunting saying, pretty dominating win. I would say I was impressed by the team defense. We here in San Jose congratulate you. Looking forward to our matchup. And I was saying how thank you very much for that. And uh, really excited about Erickson Heck. But for the Sharks, we always lose to them. (laughs) And Drew saying, we got some problems of our own. But we've also played a really rough schedule thus far. But my Sharks will be a tough out this season, barring barring major injuries. Like my Vikings. Yep, and our Vikings, by the way. Uh, it's uh, It's been great to see. Why can't this load? There we go. It's been great. Where was I? Damn, I hate when I lose my... <laughs> it's been great to see the Wilds finally putting some pucks in the net. Yeah, I've always said when this team starts getting secondary scoring, they will finally put themselves over the top. So far, so good for Boudreaux and your boys. And thank you very much. And yes, that's the thing. You're, you're having a guy like Eric Sinek kind of unexpected, nice and early start to his career very productive start to his career. And then, of course, Eric Halla, when he's healthy, it'll be nice to have him back. I mean, even, I mean, Spurgeon's been missing the last few games. But you're seeing production out of guys you didn't last year. Brodeen's already got four points. I mean, how about that? Four points already for Brodeen. I mean, Chris Stewart has been a nice, steady veteran for the Wild. He's uh, really been strong, and that's great. He's got four points. Um, Pominville has two goals already. Uh, Zucker has five points. 
That's why I keep saying the Wild should be better this year versus last year. That's why I'm not talking about the eighth seed. I'm talking more three, four, five-ish. I, I, I think that's very possible. And if any, anything better than that would be pretty awesome. I mean, unexpected, but freaking awesome. And let's take advantage of it and go all the way if that happens. I don't know if we're up for that, but who knows? Uh, somebody like Kemper needs to step up just a little bit. But uh, guys like Suter Koivu, you know, cut, cut out with the stupid little errors at the weirdest times. Just strange little, like, mental lapses. And this team could be very good. Um, there's a reason why the Wild were... They almost beat the Blackhawks a couple of years ago and they rolled past St. Louis. And it's just the way things snowballed against Chicago the next year. That 4 nothing sweep after such a promising series, convincing series victory over the St. Louis Blues. That was strange. It shattered a lot of our confidence. But now I think this team could make some type of run if, if the guys continue to listen to Boudreaux and don't start pouting or whatever the heck is and pray to God... Less and less injuries along the way. So that's about it. Uh, no Twitter interactions. I would appreciate it if you would give that a follow at Brave the Wild. And then Facebook, please like the page. It would be greatly appreciated. And again, the call ins. Please rate Brave the Wild on iTunes or Stitcher. Please do. Uh, it's been a while since there's been any ratings on there. People are just quiet. I know people don't want to make the time to do it, and I don't blame you. It's you know, it's not hard to do. It's just I understand maybe you're thinking about doing it and then you forgot because you had to vacuum the floor or do dishes, just little things like that, and you can easily forget because it's. I understand it's not a high priority in your life, but if you could do it, it'd be so appreciated. This show really could use some some positive ratings, and not because not because it's all negative on there, but because it just needs a little life. It needs more life. Because the more the more new reviews on there, the more positive this show looks to potential new listeners out there. Because there's more, you know, there's always there's there's other shows out there. Um, please stick with this one though; it'd be greatly appreciated. So thanks again for listening. Tell your friends about the show if you could, and have a nice week and go wild into November. Oh, one final thing: I almost almost I was just about to stop everything here (laughs) is I do have lawn cleanups coming up now because it's November and gosh I almost stopped that was funny (laughs) I was about to stop this but nope um so there may be a delay in the next show we'll see uh I'm gonna do the best I can there's always rainy days and that's how I can sneak the show in during the month of November maybe a weekend stuff like that but I'll do the best I can to keep up but if there is a delay that's why because of lawn cleanup sometimes I don't even mention that because yes they have a second job it's yard work stuff you know with the, my brother so it is what it is it's it's his business I'm a contractor with him that type of thing so if I'm if I disappear for two three weeks that's why hopefully that's not the case all right everybody have a nice month of November. nice finish up happy Halloween to all of you almost forgot to say that too stay safe be smart use common sense all that good stuff um enjoy and we'll talk to you soon (laughs) 